Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the PWK Podcast. <laughs> it's your boy Devin live right now, and I'm right here with my boy Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, how are you? So you got to say my whole name? <laughs> like, I know everybody was shocked to hear my voice come in first, because it usually is you, you know? You do it sometimes. I do it sometimes, but you, you know, do it most, most of the time, time it's you, though. We're going to have to have a talk about these introductions, because <laughs> like, yo, like... You just saying my whole name like that. I don't say Devin Virgil. But you can. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, Mike Jack rolls off the, the tongue so much better. All right. I'll call you Mike Jack from now on. Every show. I'll never call you Michael Jackson ever again on the show. <laughs> but you'll call me Michael Jackson outside of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's what you gonna, want, right? I mean, Mike Jack was pretty cool, like, all around. So, Mike Jack, all right? Everybody hear that? I'm calling Michael Jackson Mike Jack from now on. <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. Get on with the damn show, Devin. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah, we got a great show planned for you guys today. We got a, a guest that's near and dear to my heart, you know, uh, that we're going to have a chat with today. Near and dear to your heart? Yeah, it's near and dear to my heart. It's mighty special, you know. Um, um, Yeah, it's going to be great, you know. How are you today, though, Michael? Tired. I mean, Mike Jack, sorry. Yep, you just, <laughs> it's in your nature. It's in yeah. your nature to be a dick, so yeah, I understand. So, like, yeah, you can't help it. Right, I'm, see, I'm not even trying, I ain't trying to do that at all. But, but how, yeah. how have you been? Um, I've been good. I've been good, man. You know, I've been, I've been playing 2K a lot lately. I haven't played the game a lot. Really? No. Surprisingly, because you're the game head, you know, out uh, of both of us, you know. So I mean, Devin, when you're working pretty much every day, you don't feel like doing shit when you get home. I understand. You feel I like understand. you feel like getting home, getting in your bed, and going to fucking sleep. Yesterday was, um, which was Sunday, it was, I don't know, it was pretty off for me. You know how some days you just feel off, but you don't know exactly what's wrong, but you're just having an off day. Every day is off for me because well, I've been working every day. Uh, that just happens to me every so often. And yesterday was one of those days for me. I felt better after I worked out, you know. I, I've been doing it every day. So usually when I have days like that, I feel better after I work out. I mean, and then, too, you, you are getting out. Like, you get to go places. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I, and I'm so happy for that now, you know. You get to go places. Mike <sighs> Mike is in his damn house. He goes <laughs> to work and he goes home. Well, I'm going to take you somewhere, man. No. You know? No. Remember we went to brunch a few weeks ago? You enjoyed that, you know? Was that a door that just closed? Yeah, that's all. But we went to brunch a few weeks ago and, you know, you enjoyed that, right? You didn't enjoy brunch? I enjoyed it. Thank you. I mean, but it was my birthday. Right, exactly. And then yeah. you shopped. This is a little retail therapy. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Like I don't, I don't. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, Devin. You're a really cool person. Mm -hmm. You're a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. But you know, you went out Friday. Yeah. Or I had a blast. I did. I had a blast, oh, see, man. It's see, look, nice. now you being, now you just rubbing it in my no, face. No, you, you the one brought it up. Because yeah, you you're not supposed to rub it in the face though. Like you supposed to like downplay it. Like you supposed to be like, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't all. Oh, no, I mean, know? it wasn't was all that. You it know? was fun for me, you know, because I haven't done it in a while, and we'll talk about it later, you know. But anyway, um, moving on, we said we were doing this song of the week thing. It's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn this week. Yeah, he said he was going to be better than me, so. Uh, see, we just go, you oh, know. No, you now, said we're not competing, now, though. Now you're not competing. Well, you said you didn't want to compete. So no, I was you, like, you know what, let me stop, you, was, you know. You were still adamant. You was like, nope, I got I to gotta top you. So, I mean. Well, I got my song of the week. And actually, um, the song of the week that I'm playing this week is by who our guest is today, a friend of mine, My Own Destiny. Um, and this song of hers is is called um, My Own. So I hope you guys like it. I bet you thought I would be messed up by the decisions you made I'm just glad you stay For as long as you stay And there are no hard feelings I still look at you the same But when you wanna come back There will be nothing here with your name Cause time is flaunted Did you forget why you want it? 
gave them too much time to miss me. Swear my own about to be on it. Dinner said it's gonna be late tonight. The connection's about to be nice. You know what? You're right. I don't mind being alone tonight. I do not mind being by myself tonight. Just realize you. That was my own destiny with my own. I really, really singles. Really got to teach you how to work this roadcaster because, <laughs> like, yo, you, you are so corny. Oh my god! <laughs> what you thought of that song? I like it. It was dope. Yeah, I, I, I like. That's not that's not my favorite. My own song though. What's your favorite? My own song. Let's play house. Let's play house. Ah, okay. Let's okay. play house. I know it's one. catchy. Yeah, it's catchy, yeah. and then it it, gro- it grows on you. At first, I was like. Man, I know ride ride slow home when I hear it. <laughs> I know Shorty want to be a thug when I hear it. Then as you listen to it more, you be like, "Oh, that's catchy." Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting ready to uh, contact my own and uh, <laughs> start. You know, <laughs> like yo. You definitely got to teach you show business, Devin. You. Yeah, I'm still learning at this thing, man. I'm new, I'm new, I'm new. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? How you doing? We live right now oh on the show. God, you so we corny. Just, <laughs> we just <laughs> want to welcome you on the show, my own. Hi, my own. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm well. How are you? We're great. Um, in case you don't know, this is this is Michael Jack. Mike Jack. You just can't get that's alone. You, you, you have on to the just show keep on us. doing it. You keep on testing me. That's what you're doing, Devin. Yeah, so we got this thing. Mike Mike Jack's name is his actual name is Michael Jackson, but he doesn't want to be called mm-hmm. that on the show. But I still slip up and call him that sometimes. You don't so. want to be called Devin Bandana. I don't. So or don't Devin Brickershaw. He's gonna call me that. Or Dirty Dev. <laughs> Not Dirty Dev. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Dirty Dev in this piece. Dirty Dev, huh? Oh, uh, my own. We just finished listening to um your song, my own. I think that was Mike. Okay. I think that was Mike Jack's first time hearing it. It was. Oh. Would you like to let her know okay, your thoughts what did on y'all it? Think? I like it. You know, I okay. already knew it. I like know. it. No, like I, I think you're a very talented artist. And on top of that, like I told him, I like it, but it's not. It doesn't. My favorite song is "Let's Play House." It's catchy. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can take that. That's one of my favorite songs too. See? Well, is there a reason why you like yeah. Let's Play House? It's ca- Besides it being well, catchy? Well, first of all, first of all, I like the, the <laughs> sample of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first thing I like about it. And then, too, I mean, like, she does her thing on the song. She oh, sounds yeah, good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mine is very talented. Like, uh, we go back, Thank man. We go oh. back. Why are you being such a dick today? What, to you? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be that way. You are. You know, I never want to be that way. But anyway, um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, my own is an artist, you know. She does a little bit of everything, pretty much. She sings. Um, she does poetry. She acts, you know. 
She blogs. It's not right. It's not much that she doesn't do. Um, and she, well, I can't play the guitar. <laughs> I, you were trying though. You you gave it a try. We were. We were. Right. We were giving it a try. <laughs> so me and my own, we met in uh, college. You know, through an organization we were in. Um, but lyrical yeah. quiz. Exactly. Yeah. Lyrical you could, you could say it's like, no, you can talk about that. We like, yo, you can say it's not, you ain't like it's a forbidden thing to say. Like we was in a group, but you know, we can't really talk about it. Cause secret society. <laughs> right. Right. Like we, we shall not speak his name again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so last Friday I was, um, my own had a show over in Monroe. And I um, ended up going over to the show. I wish Michael could have came with me, uh, my own, because we had like we had a whole lot of fun that night. I enjoyed myself mm-hmm, a lot. We did. And she put on a really great show um, that night. Uh, what was the name of that bar again? Uh, Enoch. Enoch's Enoch. Irish Club out in Monroe. Right, Enoch. How long was the show, Devin? How long was it? Yeah. It was from nine to you finished probably like about midnight, right? At midnight, yep, mm-hmm. nine to midnight. She did like three different sets, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time. Marquise was there. People don't know who Marquise is. Well, you know, and my I own know. Knows. I mean, I nobody said, know. You, know? Well, you just mentioned his brother. You just mentioned you know? people's names and shit. Like, I mean, oh. yeah. some <laughs> he, people know. He probably oh, we can curse. Yeah, 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 you, you can curse. Okay, let me know, cause y'all, y'all know I came over here with my professional voice. I'm like, "Hello, oh, no, 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 Devin said you got a ratchet side. Like I feel like everybody has a ratchet side. No. Well, you know. Well, no. you got a ratchet side, Devin. We ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> I feel like I do, but I don't want to get into it. I mean, know? you are the whitest black guy. No, I don't see it. I like, mean, are you saying? Oh God. So are you saying? Let's white? not go there. Right. See, you see how you bring race into everything. You it's know? not. Yeah. This see? is not white. Wait, hold right? up. Wait. And hold up. This, this is this you know? is not race. Like, but it's. It's known by everybody. When Devin gets to talking and he gets to mentioning certain stuff, you be like, "You're the whitest black guy I know." Hmm. I, I don't know many black people that likes Ariana Grande like you do. Okay. Yeah. They like Mike Posner. That, that what? Hey, now don't do that. Don't do what? Because yeah. a lot of the honestly, because if you want to get real about it, and I don't want, I did not want to put my activism hat on today. <laughs> but if you want to be for real about it, a mm-hmm. lot of these people that he likes. Are, are inspired by black artists. They just white people doing the black stuff. Which is very true. I mean, Let's be real. That's because pretty much everybody uh, Ariana is inspired by is black. That is true. Exactly. I, I will give you that. I will give you. Know, you I never looked at it from that I point will, of view before. I will give you that. <laughs> so, but when I'm not around. Not too much on my nigga Devin. A lot on your nigga Devin. Uh, yeah, no. See, I got no. somebody on my side this show. No, no. A lot on your nigga Devin. No. When, when you go around and you t- I ask him to play something dope and he plays me that. And you be like, yo, what are we doing, Devin? Stop. That's because he's not- playing what he feels is musically dope, not like popular not because oh it's on the radio i'm gonna play this because i know you don't know it i'm gonna play something that is sonically beautiful okay i'm about to put you on to something instead of being so closed-minded let Devin enlighten you brother hey man sister <laughs> hey well well first of all i'm not closed-minded let's get that yeah, straight Mike is very open-minded when very, it comes to music. very open-minded when it comes to music and second of all no no i will not he actually jams a lot of ariana grande now I, i'm not gonna lie it's Devin put me on ariana grande i listen to a lot of stuff rem is my jam you feel me but there's there is some other aspect. I just use Ariana Grande as an example. Devin can't tell me one single Jodeci song. Hey, why do you keep bringing up Jodeci? Hey, we don't have to, name another we don't, artist. We don't have to. I use Jodeci because, like, yo, everyone should know at least oh a Jodeci God. song. Okay, so I okay. wasn't raised on right. Jodeci. My all, bad. All right, name a Luther song. Luther Vandross. Yes. Um. Oh See, shit. See, it's taking too damn no, long. I know one. <laughs> Fuck, I know it. Oh, God. Just, hold on, wait, 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 wait. I got right, this. Look. I got this, my own look. That song from the woods. Is this world of mine? That's the name of the song, right? Bam. Oh, yeah. Luther that's Van that's See that? Yeah. Birds at the Yeah. You had to watch it. You had to watch a movie to know that song. Yeah, and see, it was a black movie, too. So, bam. Okay, so boom. Classic. Yep. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what are you listening to nowadays, my own? Me? Oh, my goodness. I'm listening to Sir for sure. That's probably the first name that I ever type in these days. Um, he is just everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sir, Ari Lennox. I'm always jamming Erica and Jill and um, let me think. Alina Barrez, uh Snow Allegra. Like, oh, yeah, that I love, vibe. I like, love I Snow Allegra. Yeah, I heard She's a couple dope. of her yes. songs before. I watched her Tiny Disc, and it was pretty cool. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I had a friend to uh, put me on to Ari Lennox, actually, because I never, I never just gave her a chance before. But uh, I had a friend yeah. of mine to send me a playlist. And that playlist, mm-hmm. that playlist started with that song, Up Late. And that shit was vibing. Yes. Yeah, and I, I liked yes. her ever since then, you know. So she's very dope, yes. too. What Absolutely. About, what about you, Michael? What about me? Who you been listening to lately? You really put an emphasis on my name. like that's, I, I called you Michael again. Oh, my God. that's It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Devin. But it's no, um, what what have I been listening yeah. to? Um, Of course, Mono Neon, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been listening to a lot of old stuff. Like, I just got you listening to one of Al Green's old albums, mm-hmm. like, this weekend. Okay. The Bell album. It was really a dope album. It's a song on there that I really love called Dream. Um, but I listen to a lot of, like, I'm I'm more hip-hop. Right, right. Like, I'm more hip-hop, Run the okay. Jewels, Pusha T, um, J Electronica. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. It's something about Trinidad James music. I can't stop listening to it. Hey, and I see. I it's never. It's, um, it's catchy. I mean, it's simple and catchy, and then the beat not, and it's just something about his music. I just been knocking so, like. So he's still been putting out new stuff. Yeah, like you. You have you haven't heard James Woo Woo? <laughs> no. Oh, you got to check out James <laughs> Woo Woo. Nah, I ain't heard though. Honestly, I'll go with everything. Was that's the, the only? Know, oh my god! Main Disrespectful, one. ugly. Nah. Dad? You never heard Dad? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. See, I never just... Oh, hey, wow. honestly, yeah. I thought Trinidad was, honestly, I thought Trinidad was a one-hit wonder. Well, I'll go everything. Me too, and let me tell y'all, I met him before. Well, not like really met him. Like, I ran into him, didn't even know who he was. For and real? I looked up, and I was looking at him like, oh, okay, this guy was familiar, but I don't know. And he looked at me, he was like, yeah, I'm Trinidad James. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you ever... <laughs> You ever ran into an artist and you be like, you don't be surprised, you don't be surprised that you like meet them and they get mad that you not like being all on their dick and shit. Like right. be like, hey, oh, yeah. and see, you I know, thought, I've never had any of those kind of experiences. I met Mystical once. Luckily, he got it was like he felt some type of way because he was like, I'm Mystical. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you want something to eat? Like, no, he was at the strip club. <laughs> he wants something. He was at the strip club and I cooked at the strip club and like. He came uh, out there and he was like, what's going on? I was like, what's going on? I'm mystical. Oh, hey, mystical. <laughs> you want something? <laughs> <laughs> like what you need. Right. Who all have you met before, Mile? Me? Yeah. Um, I met uh, like Lynn Whitfield. I met Kim Fields. I met Debbie Allen. I met Boris Kojo and um, his wife, whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, I cannot think of it. Uh, I met Kiki Palmer twice, and she is so freaking cool, y'all. Like, oh, yeah? That is a, I feel like both times I met her, she was barefoot on concrete. Like, she is just, like, down to earth. Like, I'm just, I'm here to do my job. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Her first album was Real, dope, real cool. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Her first album was dope, by the way. I remember her first album. Oh, her first album? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. 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 That's all I remember. Yeah. That. Was she, uh, what's that song when she was on the train? I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> I haven't heard it in so long. Yeah, at least like, she had True Jackson VP. Yeah, I, I, I used to watch that. Me. I definitely used to watch like, that. Like, you know, definitely. You can't, you can't tell too much about, like, you can't talk too much about music with me because, like, I, I started naming old, old artists people never heard of. And they were like, how old are you, nigga? <laughs> like, I was with, I was, no, I was with Devin's line brother one time. And uh, we was watching Love and Hip Hop. And he was like, there was Tierra Marie was on the episode, right? And he mm-hmm. was like, yo, he was talking like trash about her. Like, yo, man, like, yo, she done fell off and all this. I said, well, do you remember? She's like, nah, what the fuck did she make? I said, she used to be signed to Rockefeller. 
He was like, nigga, you lying. I'm like, no. Like, she did a whole video, How Girls Feel, and Jay-Z was in it and everything. And he was, I had to go to the video and show him. He was just so shocked. He was like, nigga, how old are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a good question. How old are you? I'm 32. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty up there. <laughs> well, yeah. Have y'all met That'll before? do it. Right. Yeah, we met plenty of times. Okay. Okay. I thought y'all did before. Yeah. Yeah. I thought y'all met before. Cool. Yeah. Was that was that the end of the list of people you met, or is there more? Me, I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, praise God, I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities to work with a lot of different celebrities, and so <laughs> there's been like a lot, of, like even people I've seen on TV and I don't know their name, but like I was on stage right next to them, like there's a lot of those situations. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm just gonna say like that's the end of the list just of people that I can think of right now. Yeah. I know. I oh, mean, and then no, I can't forget J Lo, Harry Connick Jr., and Keith Urban when I did oh, American, wow. Idol. American Idol. I right. can't forget that. Right. And then Harry Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How so? How was that experience? Um, it was amazing. Um, it was an amazing learning experience. It taught me everything I needed to know at that moment about the industry that I was trying to be in. Mm-hmm. And um, it really like gave me an opportunity to think about whether or not this is a commitment that I was willing, willing to make. Um, I saw a lot of, you know, there would be a, a black girl, you know, who would be on the heavier side of coming in with all of this soul because she was raised in the church and she sings all of these amazing songs and she's belting. And then like, thank you, that's not really what we're looking for. And then you got this white girl who come in who's skinny with colored hair who's singing the same song the same way. And they're like, oh my gosh, we love you. So, like, looking at all of that and figuring out how to navigate through that, that was really important. Also, understanding reading the contract, that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time that I was going to quit the show because the contract was just getting way too binding. Um, wow. What else? Also, I got an opportunity to see how, like, what the process was. Because every time we watch TV, you know, we see these singers who are amazing. We see these singers who are okay. Then we see these singers who are just trash, right? Mm -hmm. And so we all think that everybody lines up and the judges watch all of these people who are in the line that they show you all day. And that's not what it is. (laughs) I went through like three, four rounds of auditions before I even got a chance to see the celebrities. So just understanding nothing is as it seems. (laughs) <laughs> those right. three lessons were like what I needed. I never would have guessed it because you know I used to watch the show faithfully um, for a few seasons, and I never knew that you had to audition before you audition. I thought everybody mm-hmm. went straight to being right in front of them. You feel me? I know you had to go through that many at least anyway. And honestly, if you ask me, the judges are not even the one who picks the talent. It's the producers. producers. The judges are just there for numbers. That sound about right. It's so, crazy how it so works, they, So they, so the producers tell them to say yes and no? I, I, I'm not saying that, but I am saying that um, producers know very early who they want to win the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get you. And so you can kind of tell when the show starts being catered around them. Like, you know who's going to win because eventually the show starts being catered around the same six people. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They become the most when, popular, you know. Exactly. You know else. what I'm saying? I made it to top 51, but the episode that they showed me on, they only showed, like, maybe six or seven auditions out of mm-hmm. 51 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's completely, I think, a producer thing, and they want to show what they think that you all will be entertained by, not right. with, you know, it's real talent. Because they want their numbers up, you know. Because they want things, which I get it. Yeah. So Devin, you still watch American Idol? No, I haven't watched it in a while. No. I haven't no, even. No, yeah, they ain't even on Fox no more. Yeah, it's, they do it on ABC, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I haven't watched a singing show at all in a minute. Like I said, I used to watch American Idol. Then you had The Voice. I watched it when it first came out, um, and I, I, it was cool. I really liked how it went or whatever. Um, and then I th- I know a lot of people really be on the Mad Singer nowadays. That's one of the more popular singing shows right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's mainly just celebrities that's already, um, you know, in uh, they are the famous and all that. 
one show that was very popular, um, a singing show was The Four. Y'all heard of yes. that? Yes. Hey, I remember. The Four was yeah. dope. I heard about it. Hey, that show was, man, that show was cool. It made no sense. Yeah, it I really no did sense. like it. it made I no liked si- it. It made no sense. It was entertaining. That, and that's and 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 that's the problem I have with a lot of these like music shows. Is I mean more, that's all it is. No, that's all it is. Entertainment. I can't get with. I it. mean, it ain't as real as it could be. Of course. I mean, I guess what right. I'm, and also, also, you have to like understand that these people who win these shows are not like getting ready to embark on their own musical career, about to make all of this money. Yeah. That's why everything happens the way it does. They want to make sure that whoever wins, they have the number one to control over. Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure they can control your image, they can control what you say, they can control the songs you sing, whatever, whatever. And then in the contracts, there'll be things like, you have to stay assigned to our label until you make a six album or something crazy like that. Yeah. Oh, man. What I mean? So now you got to do everything you want to do with them. Right. That's why I found. That's when I found out Jennifer Hudson. When even though she lost the show and she went on to do Drink Girl America, I don't still make money on Drink Girl. Well, yeah. Because she was still on the contract. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I guess that's just how they get there, though. That's, that shit suck, man. <sighs> so it's like <laughs> you kind of don't want to win those shows. Like those shows are the ones that you want to. Go on, be yourself, make it to a certain point right. so that you get a, a certain amount of following, and then you use that momentum and you keep going. Right, right. That's where I, that was my mistake. I didn't keep going when my momentum was up. So I had the following. People were starting to subscribe. People were starting to, you know, from all over the place. And then I just stopped releasing stuff. Mm-hmm. But people who I know, who I call like my idol sisters and stuff, who kept that momentum going, still have the following and don't have the, we're not bound by the contract. Right. So I think like that's like the smartest thing to do. If you're gonna do the show, go in and, and quit right before live taping. <laughs> like <laughs> go in and lose right before live taping. That yeah. way you still can keep your name, you can keep your music. Like yeah. it's so much it's so much stuff that they're gonna take from you once you give them the opportunity to. Yeah. And and since you said that, I you know, I realized that from American Idol, like people in the past who didn't actually win, but they made it very far. And they're still doing real good for themselves. And that sh- mm-hmm. even with that show, The uh, the Four, as well, because I, kn- I remember a girl who was on that show, and she's doing pretty well now. So, What's it, her name? Uh, Javaya. Never heard of I, her. I don't know if Javaya won. Oh, not, yeah, yeah. You, you is, that the, is that the white girl with the yeah, dreads? Yeah, with the dreads and the tattoos, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she was very she, – she came on to the show, like, from her first performance. She became a favorite because she sung uh, Khalid's song "Location," and she did a mm-hmm. cool, a cool cover of it, you know. So she was popular from then. And uh, later on, a couple of weeks later, she got her spot took though because somebody challenged her and took her out. But then they had this thing where they would bring somebody back, so they brought her back and they let her get her spot back. So I'm I'm assuming that was probably the producers doing, you know. It seemed like it. Like, like yeah, they. Yeah. Maybe the numbers went down when she yeah, was right, right, because she she got very popular when she um you know did that. There was this other guy in there on there called uh, his name was Jason Warrior, and he was he was cool at first, but he messed his own self up though because he talked too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how these shows work though. Uh, Never mm-hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any projects coming up? Oh my goodness, um. Yes, and I can't say a lot about it um, mm-hmm. right now. I, I'm under contract to not say too much about it. Oh, yeah. But what I can say is um, I'm super excited about it. We're getting ready to work on a short that is uh, very in alignment right now with what's been going on in the community. It's a short that's written based off of Korean. I cannot think of her last name, but she was a girl uh, who was, she's a mother who was shot in her home by the police. Um, so it's a combination of her story, Sandra Bland and Brianna, uh, the one who just died recently who was shot in her home as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm playing the main character. So I'm really excited about that um, okay. to be able to use my platform. Cause that's why I feel like I haven't been able to, do my part in what we're what we have going on right now. So that's some one of the biggest things that I have coming up. Right. And really, um, 
I'm getting ready to move <laughs> to Africa to teach English. Hopefully, um, they've given us another date saying that we're leaving in August. So hopefully getting ready to teach English soon in South Africa. So that's the next biggest project that I have going right, on. Right, right. So you, are you all ready for that? Going to um, Africa, honestly, you know? Because it's like it's life-changing, I'm you know? I'm so ready. <laughs> I, I've been to Africa before, and um, I was actually supposed to go to high school there, but my grandmother wouldn't let me go by myself. So this is like my next opportunity to be able to go and live somewhere where I've always you know, been curious about it. Right. Devin, you know me. You know I'm super earthy and Afrocentric, and you know this is just right up my alley. So. Right, right. I think it's, I think you just go go there, and it's it's probably gonna be just like you at home. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping for sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, it's been a while. How long has it been since you know we've actually worked together? Uh Hmm. I mean, a while, maybe like 2017, yeah, it's 2018. Been, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. But I've been, um, I'm you sorry, know. I'm sorry, what's the, yeah. No, nah, I remember, I know, I just know that um, being at your show the other night, it inspired me, you know, because I've been ready to get wow. back into the music, you know, and I, I guess I kind of slacked off from it or whatever, playing guitar and all that, but definitely being at your show, you know, um, seeing how you interacted with everybody and, how they was loving you and stuff. That was very inspiring, you know. Thank you. I wish you, you could have been there, Mike Jack. Like I said it right there. <laughs> Mike Jack. <laughs> nah, see, Mike Jack had to work, though. But if he didn't have to work, he definitely would have um, been there with us. Oh, the yeah, night. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got... But, you know, stage presence is something that, you know, has always been super important to me from right. working with me with Lyrical Quest. Right. When I, um, Mike Jack, I don't even know if you know, maybe we could just say this for the podcast, but... When I became a part of Little Quest, very quickly I became a part of the e-board and I was over talented intake. So mm-hmm. David knows, like, I'm, and I think stage presence has always been so important to me because I haven't always been able to rely on my vocal abilities. That's something that I had to work on. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, shit, if it don't sound good, if it's going to look good. Like, right. <laughs> that's yeah. always been my thing. And so thank you for acknowledging that because stage presence for me is, like, you know, super important. Yeah. Yeah, and you got it down pack for sure. Yeah. Nope, just letting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me explain something. Like the last episode, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Um, the last guy that was on our show, he was also a member of Lyrical Quest. Yeah, I told about Keith. Oh, you told about Keith? Yeah. Oh, Keith. Yeah. yeah, Keith Brown. And yeah. I remember Keith. Me and Keith been friends ever since we both stepped on Grambling campus. And so when we were on uh-huh. the show, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff and. Devin was just letting us talk, and Devin was just letting us be great. And he would say something every now and then. But, and that's, he would, but, he, but, but that's because we the stuff we was talking about, he couldn't talk about. Right, they got into rap music. I'm, I don't do rap I mean, it wasn't like more that. even Same rap music. Know much. It, was, it wasn't even more it rap. It was mainly rap music. I mean, but we started was, talking about rap music and battle rap. And be, well, we were, we, were, we, were, we were relating it to battle rap and rap music, but what we were talking about, it was basically cancel culture, if you don't remember. I mean, yeah, that did came up, but y'all got deep into rap music. Oh my goodness! Well, we got, we got cancel culture. We right. got we got deep into it because if we go ahead, go ahead, mom. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, if y'all got too deep into it, I'm not even gonna say my little piece on it. Go ahead. No, we would love to hear it. No, please. Well, honestly, I just feel like we, and I just say we as like the public, are putting way too much on influencers and celebrities especially people who have never been um politically just anything you know nobody has ever said anything it remotely close to being an activist and now that all of this stuff is going on you want somebody who wrote a song about killing people selling drugs to the community mm-hmm. and popping putting molly in your champagne and you don't even know it you want all of these people to now come out and say, oh, yeah, man, we need to get out and vote. We need to do this, that, and the third. How? How are you expecting these people to even know what is going on? I agree. I, I not, to, not to diminish them in any way. <laughs> but come on. But you shouldn't expect that from them. I mean, I mean, but but the thing is, and, and I guess the, the, the conversation that I've had with a lot of friends and a, and a lot of colleagues, like, I don't know if you remember me and Pip was talking uh, Devin, not too long ago, he felt Drake 
the reason why he can't get with Drake is because Drake doesn't like when when situations like this come, like when yeah, yeah. he was like he feel like he should use his platform. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily so. Just think about it, Devin. I've said, just think about it. Drake is pro- probably like one of the biggest stars hip hop has right now. I don't think he would know what to do in that situation as far as being a platform. First of all, he's not in America. He's in Canada. I was about to say, and not even that. When has he ever been political? Well, so why are you right. crediting him that for that now? Yeah, and then why you- now of all times are you expecting for somebody who has never picked up a Marcus Garvey book to be quoting Marcus Garvey? I mean, he, yeah. probably, That's my point. he like, probably knows who Marcus Garvey is. I guess my thing is um, there's certain people that's built for it. You see what I'm saying? There's certain people that's, yeah. that's built for it. There's certain people that's designed for it. There's certain people that when you look at it and be like, yes, you're supposed to be saying something. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're supposed to do it. But there are just some people, you when, when you can just look at Drake and be like, nah, you probably need to just sit out on this one, bro. And then, like, I also told Yeah, him, but even that, I think, is unfair. The whole you're supposed to. Because Drake does Drake does do things for the communities of color. It's just not the things that you all want him to do. Yeah. It's just not the, oh, let me stand on the front lines yeah. of the protest. Because most of the time, a lot of his musical tours, a lot of the people who have been on his beats and stuff, especially when he was going through that Afro-Caribbean thing, he was, playing, he was paying black producers, paying black writers, paying black people to do this stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. So he has no problem using his platform to give back to the black community. He's doing that with his music every day. That's what I'm saying. He's doing what he he's doing what he's always done for the black community. I I totally agree. So but, B Simone, so 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 B Simone, who has only talked about sucking dick and having a boyfriend. Who is B Simone? Why now? The girl from Wild and Out. Why now are we are we expecting for her to be like exactly? Who is he Simone? So why? Why is it so important that she says Black Lives Matter? Come on, everybody, let's loop together. Why can't, Why is everybody so mad at her for saying something dumb? Mm-hmm. She's been saying dumb shit her whole career. Yeah. Y'all made her famous based off saying dumb shit. Now y'all confused? Well, it's, a, a lot of it is uh, they don't play the, they don't play they don't they don't conform to what society especially black society wants and that's what black society knows to do keith said something very dope he was like you know he we were talking about candace owens and he was basically saying you know the only reason he said he don't even put energy into candace owens because you know she's irrelevant to you know what i was talking about her credentials by themselves has nothing to do and basically i guess the question that i want to ask is do you feel like we should ignore people like b simone and and not get too riled up about it. I mean, she's not accredited. No, I didn't even know who she was. Yeah, Devin just told me she was on Wild and Out. I don't even watch Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No, I don't. No, I, don't I think that I think that if we as a public are going to be so judgmental and so unforgiving, then we need to be making sure that we're not leaving any room for error. And what I mean by that is, okay. If this person says something wrong or this person is not doing what the black community wants, what is it that we would like for them to do? And let's say that. You said something about um, something about uh, giving the black community what they want. We don't really even know, honestly. And, and, and I love my people, but we don't even really know what we want because we say, oh, yes, we want our own stuff. We want to do this and that. But, like, none of us are farming. None of us are studying accounting yeah, and my- economics. We all listening to, to whatever they're telling us. Yeah. So we all over the place right now. So no, I don't, I'm not saying that, the, that we ignore them based off their credentials. Because if you read it and you know the information, Donald Trump got the, got, got the credentials as being president. But y'all don't believe everything he say. So that is... Well, well, I don't. I don't think he has the credentials of being president. I think no. I mean, when you, when you, when I, I saw this documentary about Donald Trump, when you really look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump don't know anything about anything, not even business. Like right, but that don't. But, but when he pull out his ID, what they gonna say? He's a president. United, United States president. Yeah. <laughs> his credentials. So that's what I'm saying. Anybody can have it. Candace Owens can have any any credentials that she wants to have. Okay. Well, well, what does that mean? Even if she was had a, a doctor in philosophy or whatever, I'm just like, oh, this sounds dumb. This sounds dumb. I don't care what your credentials are. 
Mm. It's true. This is true, but at the same, I, I don't think I'm I'm saying it like that. What I'm saying is, um, when you have certain people, when you have certain, sorry about that, that was my phone. <laughs> when you have certain people that say certain things, like I give you an example. When you look at Kanye, right, and you look mm-hmm. at the, the stuff Kanye, oh, yeah. you look at the stuff Kanye says, and you look at the mm-hmm. stuff how how serious and how passionate he is about it. You know it's dumb and you know it's stupid, but it's Kanye. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and because he's Kanye, and because he's the person that he's he's made himself out to be, people overlook that because of what? Oh, he's okay. Kanye. I get what you're saying. Because Kanye. Yeah. She's Candace Owens. You feel me? I when mm-hmm. I first found out about Candace Owens, I didn't know who she was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just I know, know she was week. right. I didn't. I just know she was talking mad shit about George Floyd. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then as I did research, I found out a lot. She hasn't done shit. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She 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 went to school, didn't finish school. You feel me? She's only a, <laughs> she didn't. She dropped out of college. Uh, she married a white guy. He's the whitest guy that you would you could you could find. She married a white mm-hmm. guy. She's a Republican. She comes from a family of privilege. On top of all that, I mean, she's only a commentator and she's only well known because she's on Trump dick. You feel me? That's the only reason mm-hmm. why. So I think the, the point Keith was making and the point that I'm making is when, when you have people like that and you have people that's, mm-hmm. that's trying to come into this light and have a voice, don't entertain that. So when you have somebody like B. Simone saying something stupid, you can easily say, yeah, fuck that. That makes no sense. You're not nobody. You don't have no credibility. But when you're talking about somebody like Kanye, right, mm-hmm. that I'm just yeah. going to be honest with you. Some of the shit that he said in the past made sense. In the yeah. beginning, like when he said George Bush don't care about black people, it made sense. <laughs> when he said, I'm sorry, Taylor Swift, you know, you don't deserve this award. You don't. It made sense. You know, it, it, made, it made sense. But as he stopped taking his medicine and he started going a little <laughs> bit more crazy, you know, it'd be like, uh, Kanye, I want to rock with you, but nah, I can't do that. But I'll still and, rock. And that's what I feel like. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and that's when I'd be like, yo, but you make dope music, so. Close on Sunday. <laughs> and that's why I feel like it's our job to then teach them. That's, and that's my thing. Like, okay, so this is what you're supposed to be doing. Look, come here, because you're a part of the community, and we don't need nobody. We don't need you doing this crazy shit right now, Kanye. So look, <laughs> get back on your medication. Not all oh, fuck Kanye, Kanye and shit, yada yada yada, you know whatever, whatever. And that just goes back to the cancel culture thing that we were talking about earlier. Like you so quick to cancel everybody in your community, why everybody who's not in the community is sitting back and laughing at us divide ourselves. Almost definitely. Instead of being, instead of saying, "Sis, okay, I understand that you feel that way, but let me tell you how looting and rioting, or let me tell you why." We feel George Floyd is this, that, and the third. Let me tell you why. Instead of doing that, is oh nah, fuck you. But then again, but then again, and everybody's saying fuck you to black people. It's, it's so we can't do that. It's certain. It's certain people you can't tell anything to, and I just don't feel like you can tell Candace Owens some shit like that. I don't think nah. you can pull her to the side. I think no. she's the, she's the type. I think, and, and and this is what happened. And this, I think, this is where the, the division comes with us as black people. You, you have some black people that feel like actually that they're super, super privileged and they're up there with people like Trump. Mm-hmm. And they feel like that that I've always, and I'm not trying to be anti-political, anti-American, but I've always felt, you know, this isn't our country. We helped build it, but they didn't, they, it was never meant for us to have the prosperity and the dreams that they had, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we're always, in my eyes, we'll always be second-class citizens. We'll always be considered second, or not even second. They'll put other races and other people before us. That's why this is all happening. They don't, they don't value us as much as they value others. And because of that... Right, and I, I agree with all of that to, to the extent of money. I think it's, it is, yes it's, a, yes, it's a racial issue until it becomes a money issue. And that's why Candace Owens feels like she can be where she is, because she is there. Because she has the money, money to be there, almost definitely. So that, and I say that all the time. Like the moment, the moment we 
become rich enough to realize that it was never a racial issue. People not looting because people are dying. People are looting because capitalism. Well, I mean, not all. It's but, a money but, thing. But, but then, then too, and it's a money thing too. But there are some black people, and there are some blacks that feel like they're up. Like when you look at OJ Simpson. When I saw the documentary OJ Simpson, and you know, I don't know if Devin, you know OJ. Do you know who OJ yeah. Simpson is? Yes, I definitely know. Who okay, don't do just, my brain. Right, I'm, I'm just making sure. I know OJ. You know, know who OJ, OJ is. Yes. You know what OJ used to tell people? What? When when like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. I'm not black. I'm. But he was saying this before he got money. Mm. He was saying this with his black wife, his first black wife. You know what I'm saying? Right, he, but but that but that's my point because you have he he understands like. I will never say no shit like that. I want everybody to understand before I say anything I'm about to say, I love being black. And I got black hair, I got black lips, I got black parents, I got all of that. But he understands that, okay, if I'm going to be in the money game, which is the real game, I can't play the race game because it's one or the other. I don't see, I don't see it. I didn't see it I like can't that. Be, I can't be, yeah, I'm, I'm the first black to do this and I'm black, 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 black and still have a have an opportunity to have the wife that he has. I, I didn't when when I when I see OJ, I don't see that. I see honestly, I see he act and this is just me. I honestly see, and this is how a lot of other black people are. I met friends like this. I have friends like this. They actually feel that they're they're white. You know, I make jokes about Devin. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I, I make I make jokes about Devin being like the whitest black guy because of it's more of a compliment, honestly, because of how culturally diverse he is as far as music, as far as the stuff that he knows, as far as the conversations we have. He has conversations that usually people in our hood and in our community don't have. You see what I'm saying? Aren't having, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a compliment when I say, Devin, you're the whitest black guy in Tallulah. Um, when you're looking at somebody like OJ, like somebody like Candace Owens, you're, you're, you're looking at people that honestly feel like they're 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 mm-hmm. they're supposed to be amongst those type of people you know they forget when you when when i saw the oj uh documentary mm-hmm. before that he didn't do nothing for the black community he didn't want to be around them all his friends were pretty much white all his friends was pretty much you know higher class and all this but when he got in trouble who was there to help him out right Blacks. Black. You see right. what I'm saying? Then he oh, went yeah. back. Oh, these my people. Mm-hmm. These my people. These because he right. had his he got his nigga wake up call when they was trying to put him in jail. Yeah, trying to get that ass in jail. Okay, man. so what if I present this? Because I agree with that. I think that's a, that I think that's a very good point. So what if I present this? Mm-hmm. You just said that when you call Devin the whitest black person you know, mm-hmm. that's a compliment. It is. So why should Devin feel like he should want to be black? If the white part is the compliment, why shouldn't Devin feel like I ain't Devin? I'm I ain't black. I'm Devin. Yeah, I'm the whitest Devin you know. Like, why should he feel that way? Because you are telling him, we are conditioning him to believe that the white part of his blackness is the compliment. True. That's really really deep. Yeah, that's deep. Man. That's really deep. I can't have an answer for that. I'm not going to lie. I can't have an, I don't have a rebuttal for that. You are definitely right. I guess the biggest thing is, is I think it's more of the joking matter. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, we listen to a lot of diverse stuff. And I mean, I guess, yeah. the, I guess the reason why I would say something like that. And the reason why I would make a, a gesture like that is because one, I'm teasing Devin and I'm, I'm actually, you know, talking about him, but also, too, it's rare that you have people like us. I mean, just going to be honest with you, I was just talking to my friend just today about, she was like, what were you doing before Devin, me and Devin started doing the show? I was like, oh, I'm watching wrestling. She was like, oh, that's, that's pretty white. I said, well, actually, a lot of black people watch wrestling. Yeah, but she was like, she was like, well, mostly white people watch. I said, well, yes, I guess you're right. And then we started talking about other stuff. And then I think we, as, as we kept talking, we got to talking about music. And I was telling her that uh, I was a real big uh, Nine Inch Nails fan. And a lot of people that know who Nine Inch Nails is a white band. Uh, mm-hmm. They make real dope music. And she was like, wow. you!" And she gave me the same thing that I told Devin. I said, well, I guess I kind of am. I said, I don't know. I just don't put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And again, this is me just having on my, my little activist hat. Yeah. Right. But 
first of all, these jokes that are consistent are the things that are conditioning us, right? Mm-hmm. And so somebody told you that it was a majority white thing to to watch wrestling, right? But then did she not bring up the conquistadors and, and the Mexican wrestling? No, no. Like, did we not bring up the fact that, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like they're conditioning us to believe that we can only be one way, like one thing, and that diversity is not of us, right? Yeah. And so if we like more than one thing, even though every type of music stems from something that we created, True. If we like all the music, now we're we're associated with some type of Euro fantasy, some type of oh, you are you're you're high in wisdom because you have all of this diversity in what you like, and because you have a diversity in what you like, you have to be closer to white because right. black people can only like fried chicken and watermelon. Right. And when you, so what well, you like wrestling? That's crazy. And when you um when you say stuff like that, it makes me think back. You know, when I was a little bit younger, probably middle school. When I first started to started to get into pop, you talking music to the and, mic, Devin. Oh, I'm not I, talking to the mic. Sorry, no, you're not talking. To uh, the mic, it I'm makes like. me think back to when I was younger, like and when I was in middle school, when I first really started to really, really get into music, and when I got into pop and rock and a little bit of country music and how, what used to offend me most, and I used to hate this, but I guess I grew out of it when people would tell me, "Oh, you listening to that white folks' music," you know. Because people I mean, was trained to, you know, think that that was white folks' music. It ain't really just white folks' music. Yeah, I mean, when white people saw Rock and Watch from well, from Little Richard. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, and, and like I told you, I, I think most of it. The reason why it never affected me was because, I mean, uh, well, I was, I wasn't that social at school anyway. <laughs> That's the first thing I say to myself a lot. But I guess another thing is, I was always taught to like what you like. Yeah, you feel me? Right. And I was always taught that, like, yo. Um, if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, bad is bad. I've heard some real bad, you know, music in my life. Mm-hmm. But I guess my experience was different. I think they more ragged on me because I wasn't into the current culture things that blacks was listening to as far mm-hmm. as music. Like I didn't I didn't start listening to Lil Boosie or uh, any type of Louisiana music till I got to college. And the only reason why the only reason right. the only, <laughs> Yeah, and the only reason why like those songs and stuff are embedded in us is because, like, every time you went to an event on campus, every time that you went somewhere, that's what... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so like, I mean, I've never, I've never been thrilled about that, but, I mean, at the same time, I was told, Devin, I've, I've been told the same thing mm-hmm. many, many of times. Yeah. I don't take it as discredit. I know who I am. Right. You know? Right, I, you do. Yeah. And so we see, well, and but we're seeing today so many people don't know who they are, and it's because they've been conditioned by stuff like this. Like, I remember when I came back from Africa, the kids at school was like, you was pretty, but now you like dark skin. Like, you got a tan in Africa. Like, you was pretty before you left, but now you like dark skin. And oh, I remember wow. thinking, like, dang, like, I do not want to be that dark ever again. Like, if everybody going to say I'm ugly, like, I don't want to be that dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the, and they were, they said it in a joking manner. It was a joke. I still look the same. Like I still have the same features, but it it, it affects us in a way. Mm-hmm. And thank God, like I love who I am now, and I can go. I love tanning and all that stuff. But like we know who we are. It's a lot of people who don't. That's why I hear your cousin carry the, the the shotgun because some people, everybody gonna get free, but some people not gonna be able to be free in the way that we are. Some people have to be free with their maker because. We need everybody here. <laughs> everybody right. who don't be here needs to play the role. Mm-hmm. They need to know who they are. If they're not trying to learn, they're going to have to ask their maker at this point. <laughs> and then, too, I mean, you know, the reason why I really, like, don't talk a lot a lot about this, because then, too, I mean, I guess my other mindset is sometimes you have to be who you are. And sometimes if that's, if that's all that you know, I mean, when I first when I first had a friend that, you know, she was very, like, white privileged. She was black. But she grew around, mm-hmm. her family was of wealth. You know, her daddy worked hard. Her daddy was of wealth to make sure that she didn't have to do that. She was around whites all her life. She was around, you know, people, all her friends was white. Just so mm-hmm. happened, I met her at Tech, Louisiana Tech. Shout out Louisiana Tech. Um, and we were talking sometimes, and sometimes she would talk about some stuff. And, you know, I could, she couldn't help it. It was just who she was. And so, and then I also had to understand she didn't want to change. 
You feel me? Yeah. No matter, no matter. I think, and that's the biggest thing that that one of the lessons that we have to learn. You know, when we we talk about, you know, some people are lost or some people don't know their way. You know, in their mind, they don't think they're lost. They're right where they are. I never, right. I never forget in jank. But that's why I think HBCUs are so important. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I saw all of the, that's where I went to my first college fair and I saw real professionals making real money with an afro. Mm-hmm. You go to these PWIs and they will lead you to believe that you're not lost because all you got to do is be like them so you can do this, that, and the third. Oh, no. They going to keep letting you be lost. They going to keep letting you be lost if you keep letting them teach you. <laughs> and, what, and then another thing. But sorry, I mean, that's no offense. Well, no, to, it, know, but then it, it, goes back, it goes back to like, you know, I, I, I can tell you was raised by like, you know, black people. You were running by strong. No, no, there's a dip. No, trust me. And it goes back to you have some people that, that are so privileged and they come from wealth, and they don't teach them that. They teach them, like, yo, you know, I work hard. If you work hard, you can have the same thing. It's okay. You know, everybody loves everybody. You know, I came from a household, you know, my grandma gave me drop jewels on me, like, as I was growing up. Like, baby, just because they act, just because they act stupid, they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, people may, people may, you know, try to tell you that you're nothing, but understand they can't take what you know. You know, you know, they taught us certain stuff. Like, you know, when, uh, the first time that this whole thing got started with Trayvon, uh, a lot of my friends were mad. A lot of my friends were highly upset because it was happening. Like, I think I was like, what, a sophomore in college? And they were highly, highly upset, and they were mad, and they was like, man, I'm just so upset, and I'm, I'm that little black kid and all this. And they were so mad and upset, and like I would tell them, I said, but at the same time, what are we going to do, bro? What are you going to do? Right. What, what's what's going to be your approach to this? You going you gonna to curse out air policemen and make it even more worse? I said, are you going to take a stand and do what's right? And my grandma, the first thing she told me, she said, I understand you mad, I understand your friends mad, but have some common sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of us now. We're so mad yes. and we're so, so we're so mad. upset that we're we're losing. Like she she told me she was like, you know, they're still the policemen. Yeah. She told me that all back. She said, understand this, they're still the policemen. Nothing has changed. Because she was more looking at you still need to be safe out there. And I just mm-hmm. and I think that's the and, and I say all that to say this is like, you know, we don't we there's not a lot of guidance these days like that. You don't have those grandmas teaching you that. You don't have a lot of that no. going on. You you have a lot of... But we know why. This was done very strategically. We know why. We know what happened in the 70s. We know what happened in the 80s with crack. We know what happened oh, yeah. in the 90s when they did the prison reform. We know why there's no guidance. They took everybody away that was guiding us. Even, and this is something I was just talking about to to a, a real deal OG, like, from the hood of Chicago. I was just telling him, like, when I was a kid, the GDs used to walk me from the bus stop to my house. Oh, wow. They made sure that I, they used to walk me from the, like, when the sun was going down, it was time for me to go home, they would walk me from the park to my house. The GDs made sure I was good. The OGs would make sure that the young boys was walking the old ladies walking their groceries up into their house for them. That's what the gangs was doing in the neighborhood. The gangs was policing the neighborhood. But then they arrested all the OGs. Mm-hmm. So now the young boys coming into these gangs and they don't know what's going on because the OGs is in jail. Mm-hmm. And now these these new boys want to show they, yeah, they strong, they this, they that. And now here we go in 2020 and nobody's policing the neighborhood like they were. Everybody was like, and then when we finally want to do something for ourselves, here comes some wrinkly ass coon talking about black on black crime. Yeah, almost there. So it's just like <laughs> we can't win because as soon as we finally get our shit together with somebody else, here come a nigga in the inside talking about well, Master failed me well. I don't know why y'all don't object. Yeah, like, they, they, they. Uh, what's what was the character name on Django? Um. <laughs> Samuel Dang, what was his name? What was his name? Yes. I forgot. I forgot this. I forgot his name. Was it Calvin? I did, I did too. No, it wasn't Calvin. It wasn't Calvin. It wasn't Calvin. 
No, that was, that was the, the, that the, was the, the master the, name. The slave man. Thomas. <laughs> it might have been What's Thomas. What's that nigga doing on that dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, yeah. wow, I didn't know you should start calling you militant my own. <laughs> Sorry. Instead of just my, I was trying to put the hat on. Just militant my own. No, that's Sorry, perfectly dude. that's perfectly fine. That's what this show is for. Like, we we've, we... I don't know if you've heard any of our show, but our show is basically about anything you want it to be if you're a guest. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I've, you want I've to gotten be, that. You want it to be about that? You can let it be about that. We can yeah. talk about music. We can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, trust me. Yeah, our conversations go Devin, everywhere. Has Devin given you, uh, has he ever told you about DYD? <laughs> no, nah, she don't know about that. Oh, she don't know about no, DYD? No, what's that? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, it don't really concern you, you know. <laughs> You don't have to know. Oh my god! All right, all right. I mean, but it's important. You don't have to know. Thank you. She should know. She's a girl. She should know. Do you want to know? Yes, she should know this. (sighs) Well, hell. All right, so I'll tell you this, and we'll wrap it up. (laughs) All right, so at one point in the show, we was doing this thing where you know I gave advice to guys or whatever every week. So yeah, right. So DYD is basically you know guys, we go to the bathroom, we have to piss. You know, and sometimes when, you know, a nigga piss, you might still have a little leftover on you. You feel me? If you don't shake it right, right? So you mm-hmm. get a piece of tissue or Kleenex or whatever, and you... And you just it Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she should know. That's all. Like, yo, whatever. And I just feel like if you're not doing that, then how are you also responsible? Are also expecting head in return. Hey, see, see, that's exactly what see, I said. And that's to why everybody. I said you need to know. That's, what, like, that's yo, exactly why I said to everybody. No girl want to put their mouth on a piece. Like, is that piss, nigga? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that's where that advice came from. No, you cancel for that. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> see, you, I'm glad you because I did want to say something about um um oh damn, but don't worry about it. Dang, lost your train of thought. Yeah, because I'm having fun with you guys, and Devin, I want to thank you for bringing me back into the podcast world, because, you know, I haven't really been doing much since Smile in the Morning, so. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, you know, I used to tune in sometimes when I used to get ready for work in the morning, too. Thank y'all you, used thank to be on, Y'all used to be on, like, super early, so I used to catch a little bit of Yes, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we just want to thank you for being on the show uh, with us today. Uh, before you go, do you want to let everybody know where they can follow you on social media? Absolutely, absolutely. So you can follow me everywhere at My Own Destiny. That's M-I-O-N-N-D-D-E-S-T-I-N-Y. You know, people remember it better when you make it a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. You should make that a song for real. That's catchy. catchy. That's kind of catchy. See, I already got one called My Own. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All right, thank Everybody you. follow me. I follow back. Reach out. I'll talk to y'all for sure. The Almost show. definitely. Take thank care, you for right? being on the show. All right. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all be good. All, all right. right. You too. Oh, that was a nice conversation. It was great, man. It was a great conversation. Yeah, I knew she would be great for the show, you know. Did you really, I, I didn't think we would get into. Did uh, you really, Devin? Of course. Yeah. I didn't think we would actually get into talking about, I guess, social issues. But, I mean, like I said. I mean, it's a show about everything. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. we don't we don't just balance it on one single thing. We talk of course, about, of course. Yeah. That way, I, and that's what I told her. I told her the conversation really probably just go go you know yeah. anywhere because I didn't expect to explain DYD again. For those of you who never heard the DYD episode, y'all can go check that out for sure. Yeah, check us out on Instagram pwk underscore podcast. Follow us on Anchor. Yo, check me out. A lot of people have been trying to figure out how to listen to our podcast. Download the Apple Podcast app. Look for us. If P- you got an iPhone. PWK Podcast. We still on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, PWK Podcast. Um, Anchor. Anchor. Download the Anchor app when you hit the link. If you can't get to those, if you're not subscribed to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, which you should be able to listen to us for free on Apple Podcasts, right? Right. Yeah. Please listen to us. Follow us. Just want to thank y'all for listening to us. Devin, anything you want to say? Uh, not really. We're going to take you out with one of uh, another one of my own songs. This one is called Unblock Your Number. Unblock Your Number. All right. We want to thank y'all for listening and thank you for partying with Killers Killing Everything That We Do. Just to show you that I'll always be around. I don't block your number, text your number.
Call them blocky number, texture, hey Just because I really feel the same Tonight I'd rather be inside your game So I know this ending won't be good Not really feeling like doing what I should I told myself I wouldn't but I would My heart is starting to beat out of my chest Cause I already know what's next And it's all about to start with this text I'll unblock your number, text your hey now Just to show you that I'll always be around I miss you so I put you in a song now I hope that maybe we can get along now once I I am blocking number texture hey now Just to show you that I'll always be around I missed you so I put you in the song now I hope that maybe we can get along now once I